Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's up, everybody? It's your host, Will. Coming back for a new episode of Unstand Podcast, powered by Yamaha Outdoors and their proven lineup of ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. On this week's episode, we're getting on Yamaha Outdoors' Scott Newby again. We've had him on here before in the past, and we're going to be talking a little bit about Scott's hunting story and kind of where he started, where he's been, and how he's gotten to where he is now. The man puts some giant velvet bucks on the ground. In fact, He just put a big velvet buck down in Kentucky. So congrats and kudos to you, Scott, for putting that giant down. Can't wait to hear the story. And other than talking about his hunting venture, we're going to be talking about Yamaha's new lineup of side-by-sides and ATVs for this year and all the different features and new things that Yamaha has brought to the table this year. So we're going to get into that, but I'm not going to spoil much of that for you. I'm going to let Scott tell it all. But before we get to today's episode, y'all, I want to thank y'all all for the support of the podcast. It's been great. We have loved seeing this podcast grow over the past year and a half. Coming up on two years in March of 24. So just want to thank all of y'all out there for tuning in. And if you're new to the podcast, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, or follow, depending on what platform you're on. And send me an email. I want to know what y'all think about the podcast. If you got any good tips, tactics, ideas, topics for podcasts, I'd love to hear it. But send that email to me. I'm going to put my email down in the description below. Would love to hear from y'all. So just want to thank y'all again for tuning in to the HuntStand podcast. And if you haven't yet, make sure you got the HuntStand app downloaded. We do have a free version. We've got Pro that's at $29.99 a year. You get all the United States unlocked for property info and some of the features. And then if you want to upgrade and unlock all the features of HuntStand, upgrade to Pro Whitetail where you can get our rut map, Whitetail activity forecast, whitetail habitat layer, crop layer, monthly satellite imagery, and more so you can maximize your time in the woods this year and be efficient when you do get that time out in the woods. So I'm going to quit blabbling and let's get Mr. Scott Newby on here 
and appreciate y'all for tuning in. Here we go. All right, let's get this thing rolling, Scott. Welcome back to the Hunt Stand Podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. Definitely good to be here, Will. I'm good to be back on the show. And it's almost perfect timing because I do have a lot of hunts coming up here in the near future, but also we just launched our 2024 model lineup. So a lot of great things to talk about, to say the least. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm excited because y'all just launched that not too long ago and fixing to get one myself to, to take out to start doing some filming with. But before we get today's podcast, you know, we're, we're going to dive into your hunting story. We're going to talk about the 2024 lineup. We may go down some other rabbit holes. Who knows? That's what podcasting is for. But tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Kind of give us that 30-foot tree stand view of yourself. Yeah, right on. I appreciate it. I've uh, been growing up racing, riding all my life uh, when it comes to two-wheel stuff. been working at Yamaha forever now and just a great company overall. And kind of with what I do, more or less just show off the product kind of in real-world situations, but mm-hmm. also show the passion that we have behind all of our vehicles. And the great thing about that is that I get to go out and do a lot of hunts to showcase our vehicles in those situations. Cause in the grand scheme of things, I mean, they are literally tools in the field and you know, what a better way to show them than actually doing it kind of in process and in person there and, uh, and, and, you know, getting deer or what have you along the way. So yeah, it's a, it's a great thing, great thing to be doing. And then of course, working with you guys like at hunt stand as well. I mean, just makes it all better. Oh, absolutely, man. Now, how did you find yourself in this role. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are jealous. They're like, man, you get to work for a great company and you get paid to go on hunts to test the things. I mean, like how, how did you find yourself in this role? Yeah, it's a pretty crazy story. I mean, again, you know, grew up racing, riding all my life, but mm-hmm. then once I kind of graduated college, one of my sponsors at the time, you know, like, Hey, we got an entry level job, got started with them for a couple of years then got hooked up with a friend that actually worked at Yamaha. He hired me on board just to be a district manager. And I did that for seven years. And then this position, it was like basically an entry-level PR position. Um, it was open for a while. So I just kind of talked to our now uh, president of the company. It's like, hey, you know, I kind of feel like I'm great for this role was because it was really more outdoor oriented than anything else. Yeah. And not a lot of not a lot of people had experience with our vehicles as well as experience in the outdoors. Um, so that, that kind of you know worked in my favor there. But yeah, it uh, kind of cut my teeth, proved myself all the way throughout the uh, the years there and been going on 15 years strong with Yamaha. And it's funny because you mentioned a lot of people like want to do the job and all that stuff, which yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm totally blessed. But oh, yeah. I remember when I first came on board with Yamaha, it's like, man, I would love to be those testing guys because they're out there like you know, just riding vehicles all the time. It's <laughs> the greatest thing. But now that I work alongside our testing group, knowing what they have to put themselves and the vehicles through, it's like, no, you guys take care of that. When the finished product comes out, that's what I'll come in and I'll show it off. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. the stuff they need to do behind the scenes is uh, is craziness. Yeah, the, I I imagine just the the different things they have to do to make sure everything's working or find if you know if there is an issue, trying to work through those things. Like man, the amount of field testing that just goes into it insane yeah but it it definitely pays off in the end you know that's that's what makes my job easier because when we say that we have proven off-road products that are built upon capability comfort and confidence i also have the confidence in saying and you know kind of Mm -hmm. proving and showing those things too because they definitely put them through the ringer to make sure that you know we have the best stuff out there and that goes all the way down to like our 10-year belt warranty that in our industry i mean that's unprecedented a lot of the manufacturers you know nothing against them but it's like they see it as a wearable item, but for us, it's like, man, that's that's like part of your engine. That's what mates the engine to the transmission and actually has your vehicle go. So the mm-hmm. last thing you want to do is be driving somewhere like, oh, did I bring enough belts? Can I change it out fast enough that something happens? It's like, no, 
you go out on your hunt, get your work done, come back and don't even worry about that. Just enjoy having a good time. Heck yeah, man. So, you know, you talked about part of your job is you get to do a lot of things that put these units through real world applications. So, you know, obviously one of those things we know you do is you take them out in the field, you go hunting with them, you put them through the test in different scenarios, different applications, but outside the hunting world, how else do y'all put these things to the test and show it off to the clients? Like, I think I saw y'all had some demo ride days. Like what all do y'all do? Yeah, we definitely like from a consumer standpoint, we have like legit rides out there to where customers, they'll come, they'll sign up, you know, have to have all safety gear on and we provide it if customers don't have it. But even like a King of the Hammers earlier this year out in Johnson Valley, California, I mean, it was a 30 to 40 minute ride where they're going through boulders, they're going through sand dunes, like everything. And of course, we always have our lead chase just in case, you know, make sure everyone's in check. But yeah. Yeah, it's not like a flat grassy area that you're just doing circles in. It's like a legit demo ride all along the way. What I get to do, I mean, I'll take it in more extreme environments where I've taken the media out, shown the vehicle off, and again, put in those real world situations like, just last week, we're actually at Brushy Mountain out in North Carolina, which is a really – it's it's grueling, tight off-road trails. Mm -hmm. But that's specifically for our all-new Wolverine X2-1000 because it's a vehicle that has that compact feel to it. So we want to show the nimble character of it, but also the fact that, like, you can actually wick it up pretty good out there even though the trails are super tight just because it has that compact feel to it. Man. Yeah, y'all definitely put them through the test. And, I mean, heck, I can even attest to that. I mean, I know we've met – when I first got my start in the outdoor industry and heck it's even where I met Josh Dalkey was at Wade Middleton's camp for one of y'all's riders events. And had it not been for the Vikings at the time, uh, y'all had just launched the Vikings and we just got torrential downpours. And I mean, we got all these riders in there. We've got seasoned hunters. We've got people who've never hunted before. And if we wouldn't have had those units game over, nobody would have hunted for probably three or four days till it dried up. Yeah, it's it's amazing the difference that even like from a truck, I mean, I know a lot of people say like, you know, thankfully, even like our new Wolverine X2 and Thousand, I mean, that MSRP starts at $17,999, but there are some yeah. side-by-sides out there that, you know, they're getting extremely high in price. Well, people always say like, well, why don't I just buy my truck, you know, take it out there instead. It's like, <laughs> okay, for one, I don't want to beat up my truck at all. But also, if you take a truck on some trails, especially if it does get a little sloppy from the rain or something, oh yeah, I mean, you don't have the near the capability that you're going to have in like a side-by-side, -side, especially when you can just put it in full diff lock if you do get in some muddy stuff. And I think it was even Wade, speaking of him, Wade Middleton, I think it was last year in Kansas, he was driving in with his truck, the unit <laughs> on the back, and he this. literally got stuck in just a corner. So yeah. he had to unload the R-Max and just like, you know, used it to get out. And it's just kind of comical. But again, I mean, that's, that's specifically why we build the vehicles just for that. It's not only more capable in those situations, yes. but even a heck of a lot more comfortable too. Cause you take any truck down some of those roads, especially out in Texas, man, and they will rattle your teeth out and beat you to death. Oh yeah. Not only that, you know, the units, they don't tear up the roads as bad. And I mean, we used them all the time when we were working out there on the ranch and everything and just doing everything that we did. And I mean, when we had that all, I mean, it was a monsoon that came through. I mean, it dumped inches. I mean, they were dried up ruts i mean that were i mean probably two foot tall and then when that rain came in i mean those things are almost underwater so if you would have tried to go through that with the truck game over no hunting for the week 
Exactly. Yeah. Thankfully, all of our intakes are are very high up on the side by sides compared to a lot yeah. of trucks are going to do. But even when it comes to that stuff too, I mean, we have our Yamaha Outdoor Access Initiative to where yep. we've now put over six million dollars into public lands to have you know trail maintenance, trail access open to everyone, and even like a lot of hunting grounds and hunting lands and everything too. When it comes to conservation, I mean, we, I know there are a lot of people that they kind of demonize our product or you think that we are kind of ripping that stuff up, but mm-hmm. in reality, I mean. We want the trails, the whole public land to be open and usable for everyone. So we have specific programs just like that to make sure that we can all get along, if you will. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely, man. That's pretty awesome that y'all do that because there's a lot of companies that don't have outdoor initiatives. Most, some do, but to be able to do that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty damn yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's something that we like to talk about but don't want to brag about. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it's when you see what it's like boots on the ground – like the before and after effect and just what it does, like even the smallest community. I mean, it's yeah, a very heartwarming thing to be able to do and say that, uh, that we kind of do promote and everything. So yeah, all things considered, it's a, a wonderful program. Sweet. Well, let's, let's talk your hunting background a little bit. You know, you, we've, you've told us that you were a rider. Now was it ATV, uh, motocross? What kind of riding did you do? Grew up motocross, supercross, but then with the family had the ATV to, to do all of our, uh, our hunting out of or hunting with, so you grew up hunting then? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, my dad. He was a big outdoorsman. Kind of learned that from his dad as well. And yeah, we we used to go up to Vermont all the time and hunt out there as well as ice fishing. And I mean, I've kind of lived all over. But, uh, you know, when I was a kid, it's like, you know, you're just absorbing everything, having a good time, go down mm-hmm. experiencing nature. And then I kind of grew up along the way with, uh, you know, getting more and more into fishing. You know, it's funny because I remember when I was a kid, it's like, you got your bobber floating out there like, man, this is boring. But as you grow up and things get more stressful, it's like all I want to do, go out in the woods and sit or go on the lake and fish, you know, yes. so it definitely came through some transitions along the way. Yes, it, it's kind of funny that you're talking about that because I was fishing with my daughter not long ago and thinking about that same thing. It's like, man, I used to be really impatient with this, but now I can vibe with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're we're going on vacation here soon and taking my son. He wants to go fishing so bad. And it's like, dude, I'm going to warn you. Like I do every single time. Like he always seems to forget. It's like fishing can be very slow. So just take that into consideration. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully I'll get on some. So appreciate it. So you, you grew up doing it. And then did you grow up bow hunting? Was it primarily rifle bird hunting? Like what what did you do most of the time? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was rifle, and then okay. we we had bows for a short while. Most more practice than anything else because I was yeah. really young when I started to do the bow shooting. Um, definitely did some bird hunting, duck hunting too, and you know, kind of did that on the side, if you will, and any kind of chance I had in between racing and riding. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, here as of late, I've been getting more and more into archery hunting than anything else. It's just not only is it extended season, which for you know me is great, but also man, just. The amount of nothing against rifle hunters, because that's still my bread and butter, if you will, or what I love to do. But like the amount of a skill that it takes to think about so many different things when it comes to bow hunting and make sure that your form's on point and everything. Now, granted, I can't do it without my specific Garmin site because that thing gets me dialed. And that was always my issue before is trying to remember, you know, what pin to use at what rock that I, you know, just kind of ranged out earlier. but. Um, now that I've built up that confidence, so like just get more and more excited about it. And like I said, you know, when you can extend your season, get to go out there and try to get some, uh, deer and velvet too. I mean, just makes it all the more exciting, all the more thrilling. Heck yeah, man. And you're fixing to head out to Kentucky and you've actually got a pretty full slate when it comes to all your hunts this year, don't you? 
Yeah, yeah, I've got Kentucky coming up next week. Where we've been going out there for a few years here now, and mm-hmm. um, just a beautiful area to say at least. I actually, used to, li- used to live there at one point when I worked for Yamaha, but uh, um, kind of like Eastern Kentucky is actually right by the Four Roses Distillery too, which very beautiful area. And uh, I got a wonderful, awesome, and amazing uh, deer in the velvet last year. Can't wait to pick him up. Got him all mounted up and everything. And yeah, we're hoping we have just as much luck going into this year. Because as you know, last year between me, Wade, and then Josh Dalkey, man, opening night, everything yeah. happened. The stars aligned. We ended up knocking everything down. I think it was like literally within a matter of an hour. So not going to say that's guaranteed to happen again, but either way, looking forward to it regardless. Man, yeah, I was watching that through some socials and then, of course, talking to Josh through it all. And I'm out there in Nebraska, like desperately searching for a deer and just seeing that all. I'm like, wow, that. It was pretty cool to see it unfold because I know years prior, Kentucky and early season hunting can kind of be a pretty good struggle. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, even with me two years ago, uh, I had a monster that came out and like it was all I was hunting a soybean field at the time. And they just kind of put down big piles of corn, you know, to have them go up there and feed. And mm-hmm. This one monster was coming in and like you could see him coming through the brush and then he stopped, he looked, and I could like see him perfectly, but obviously, you know, didn't have a clear shot. And it's like, okay, you got corn pile, you got his giant soybean field, which you think is going to go in. And he just starts trotting away. And it's like, golly, man, you got to be kidding me. But this or this past year was definitely a different story and worked to our advantage. But yeah, it's, it's feast or famine out there to say the least. Oh, yeah. And I didn't even realize how fast everything happened until I ended up going back and watching the show. You know, it's like when you're in the yeah. moment, like, all right, Wade got one, Josh got one, sweet, we all got one. But then when you watch it, and it's like just a progression throughout the night was so cool to see and such an amazing experience. Yeah, and for they were all velvet too, weren't they? Or, or was Wade's out of velvet? I can't remember. Correctly. Wade's, yeah, Wade's literally, he had him on camera the day before in velvet. And when he walked out that day, he was like literally fresh, freshly out. I mean, he even had like a red horns and everything too. Wow. It was the coolest thing to see. Man. Now, that's going to hopefully be the same game plan, and y'all are pretty much just strictly hunting in the evenings this year, aren't y'all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way that they do it out there, and it it's nice from the, the work standpoint because you can kind of, like, get things done during the day, and even mm-hmm. with us, too. Like, we got so many things to kind of check boxes on with all the new products we'll have out there. But, um, yeah, we'll just hunt the evening. Usually around, like, 3 o'clock we'll go out there, and you, know, you, you kind of wait until – things start to happen, which could be a good few hours, but man, I, I tell you what, like when it comes to, you know, I'm used to being just going out into Texas here as of late. Cause yeah. you know, you got kind of target rich environment, but oh, yeah. <laughs> when you're out in Kentucky, man, it's like, there's so many more things that like even Kansas, like Wade will criticize me about it. It's like, dude, you got to have these boots. This is your scent control. You need to think about this or you're going in there, like you're keeping everything clean out of the way and like no cooking food around your clothes. And like, Oh man, of course, you know, Wade's like my, my, second dad if you will i don't want to disappoint him it's like all right yeah you, you just tell me i'll keep on doing it no problem May, we need to make sure he listens to this part of the podcast right yeah exactly oh yeah make sure yeah make a clip out of this just so i can send it to him yeah uh no i could definitely say that too because i mean he helped me get my start in the outdoor industry and if it wasn't for him i wouldn't be where i am today so yeah, de- I, I definitely, definitely know what guy. you're saying there he's a great guy right so Indeed. you got kansas you got texas coming up and who knows what else you're going to have slated for the year. So hope to see some big deer coming down. But what I want to get into is let's talk about the 2024 units. You know, 
Can you start just by giving us an overview of some of the new key highlights, improvements in the 2024 lineup? Yeah, definitely no problem. So we 2024 ATVs, I mean, that's pretty much our, our staple there. We'll have those around even all the way up to the recreational Grizzly ATV. But mm-hmm. now going into the side side stuff, our Viking was literally just the workhorse. You know, that's our three to six seat configuration, like strict yep. utility vehicle. Um, and that the step up from there, if you will, is going to be our two seat and four seat Wolverine X2 and X4. Those models have our 850 engine, super quiet, kind of same thing. You know, it's definitely a very nimble machine. But now before you jump up to our premium R-Max 1000, uh, R-Max 2 1000, R-Max 4 1000, mm-hmm. which is our, again, our top of the line side by side that we have, we have this sweet spot right in between that. And that's with our all new Wolverine X2 1000. It's kind of like the best of both worlds. Um, not necessarily stripped down our max 1000, but more of a built up Wolverine X2 yep. and has the same engine as the R max 1000. So it still has that thousand CC engine in it. But like I said earlier, it's super tight. It's compact, has a, uh, adjustable suspension as well. So it just has that next level of comfort compared to like the X2850. Mm-hmm. Um, the great thing too, about that R max 1000 engine that's in it is that it provides us with our D mode switch that. It has three different features, sport, trail, and crawl. But okay. the great part about that, man, if you're like ever out on rocky trails or even like, you know, if you're going down to fix a feeder or, you know, whatever, fill a feeder, if that trail is rough, you ever get in the side by side where like, you know, the engine just starts to kind of like rev because your foot's bouncing on the gas. Yeah. So that essentially takes it away. And, you know, it, it delays the onset of the throttle bodies opening. It just kind of smooths everything out. And the great thing though, is you still get full engine power out of it. So kind of like a, a phenomenal feature. It's only a hundred dollar Yamaha Junior accessory that's on the mm-hmm. Wolverine X2 1000, but otherwise Again, great vehicle has our 28-inch Maxxis Bighorn tires on 14-inch wheels. Uh, so you have a lot of capability, a lot of ground clearance there as well. Still the 2,000-pound towing capacity, 600-pound bed capacity. So pretty much all the uh, all the tools, equipment, and ideally wild game that you can fit in the back, the more the merrier, you know, and definitely a, a great vehicle overall. Heck yeah, man. I know we're fixing to get one of the units here over at HuntStand, and I'm excited because going to be getting to take that thing out to Kansas. And I think actually the, the most excited I'm about for this unit is we're going on a Colorado rifle elk hunt. And, you know, you're familiar with Colorado public land hunting. Like you need to have the capability to zip around and go out and spot multiple spots. You just got to go, you know, it's, it's almost kind of like fishing on a lake. You know, you're having to hop around in all these different places and in doing that in a truck, on super rough public land roads like that can be difficult. So I'm excited to be able to have that to essentially up the game this year. Oh, heck yeah. It'll be a great unit for, it. I mean, even with that engine that's in it, like when you mm-hmm. get into some of those higher elevation areas, like it's crazy how much it gets starved for auction. Like you never even realize it until you get up and start walking on yourself. It's like, yeah, engines have that same exact issue, you know, like they need more oxygen in order to, to combust the fuel yeah. and everything. So that that's another great thing about that uh, that demo features that with the sport trail and crawl like it can feel really really sluggish when you get up in that higher elevation you throw it out in sport and again it's open that throttle body even faster so yeah if you need to get up and get some pep then makes it all the easier <laughs> heck yeah man so let's talk a little bit more on you know we, we've talked about demo but i kind of want to pick your brain to see are there any other technology features that people can expect to see in 2024 that kind of sets them apart from previous years 
Yeah, I, mean, I think for us, it's really just the tried and true proven off-road prowess that we have. You know, that just everything's balanced around that capability, comfort, and confidence. So you have our ultramatic transmission. Again, it provides that 10-year uh, warranty on the belt. Um, our on-command four-wheel drive, so you get two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, limited slip, and then four-wheel drive with full diff lock. And then kind of like all the bells and whistles therein, you know, and, and that's a great thing about that Wolverine X2-1000 because you have all those wonderful features to it. Mm-hmm. But again, starting MSRP is $17,999. So it's yeah. like you're getting a very reliable, very durable vehicle and you're not spending, you know, all sorts of crazy money unless <laughs> you want to step up to our, our Max 1000 line, yeah. which it's our premium model, you know, have more automotive features on. It's like a little more broad shoulder, if you will, a more aggressive looking, definitely more suspension travel on it as well. Um, have a nice painted plastics and a lot of different kind of accoutrements as well on the inside, interior lighting, all that other good stuff too. And on top of that, even our Yamaha Adventure Pro that's built into the dash, you get full vehicle integration, you get uh, navigation there as well. So again, just kind of like a lot of different features there. And yeah, just Two great packages, to say the least. Now, another thing I want to talk on is uh, customization. Is it's it's a pretty big thing for a lot of people, especially in today's day and age. And so, uh, y'all do have a custom, or where you can customize and build out units on y'all's website, correct? Yeah, yeah, we have a build your own feature, and a lot of the actually all of it features our Yamaha genuine parts and accessories. Mm-hmm. So. We have anything for everything from full cabin closures with heater kits, audio kits all the way up to bed racks, bed extenders. I mean, pretty much everything between the whole nine and you can build it on there, like do the whole 360 virtual reality look to see exactly what it's going to be like. Um, very cool feature to have and be able to see those things. But what I really love about a Yamaha Junior Parts Accessories is that it's not like we're just sourcing a vendor and saying, oh yeah, here's a CAD drawing, you know, fit it to this yeah. vehicle and then start sending it, for, sending it to us. Our testing guys will put that, accessory on our vehicle do the same exact durability testing they do on our vehicles as well just to make sure that it's going to live up to a customer's expectations and what they have for it because again the last thing we want to do is say hey this accessory is going to provide you x when it really provides you y and you know we want to make sure this can be just as durable as their vehicles are heck yeah you know one of the things uh a lot of i'd say hunters look at are what kind of accessories are there that i can put on it so you know we're talking hunting. So what kind of accessories do y'all have that Yamaha provides that some of these guys that they're listening to us right now and they're thinking about that new unit. So, you know, talk to us about that, that some, uh, some of the accessories that these guys and girls might like. Yeah, no, it, uh, it really kind of depends on what you're using the vehicle for. Uh, cause in some extreme environments, obviously, again, you can have that full cabin closure with the heater kit. I did a uh, ice fishing trip up in Minnesota earlier this year, and I it was like that. negative 31 degrees. So needless <laughs> to say, a heater kit and cabin closure was very valuable out there. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, even something down to like a, a worn winch, we have those you can put on the front of the vehicle. Some of our vehicles actually come stock with the worn winch. Yep. Um, otherwise, you can get it easily installed. But I think one big thing that I love, or two big things I should say, is our bed rack that we have that goes in the two seat versions, as well as the bed extender that goes on both the RMX 2000, RMX 4000, and heck, even down to our Wolverine X2s and X4s. But with that, you're maximizing your cargo space. You know, a lot of times, like if you're going out there, you're going to get an animal. It's never fun. You got to put it in the bed, but also all your gear is going to the bed too. So it's getting bloody. You know, who knows what else takes all sorts of stuff on it too. So. Yeah. You can get the animal in the back, but also in that bed rack that goes on top. 
you can put all your gear, store your gear on top. So it just really keeps it all out of the way, but also again, adds to that, uh, that space you have down below. And if, when you add in the FedEx center on top of it, man, it's just all the more that you can fit in there. So two great, uh, great tools to have there to say the least. The, the best way that I'm thinking to describe this is the unit truly is just kind of a all around, you know, speak, let's, let's speak on the RMAX four or the Wolverine four, you know, it, it's like a, it's a pretty modular unit, if you will. So, I mean, you can, I mean, it's, I, I'm just thinking of all the, the use case purposes in my world from working on a ranch in Texas to hunting and even recreational uses. If I want to go up in the mountains with the family during the summers, like it's a great all around unit. Yeah. And that, that's what it really, that's a sweet spot. If you will, you know, that's what we call them like our recreational side by sides mm-hmm. because you're not using it strictly for sport use or strictly for utility use. I mean, they are extremely versatile all the way throughout. I mean, the, the, the vehicles I'm bringing in our hunt with us in Kentucky next week, those are the same exact ones I literally just took on our press event ride that we had last week. So it's mm-hmm. like we took them through all those grueling trails and now we're going to use them for, you know, hunting use and you, know, you kind of do everything in between. Same thing when we had our, our max 1000 ride, we did that on the Rubicon trail. And that's like one of the most grueling off-road trails known across wow. the country. But then I took all those vehicles back and still did them on all our different hunts and everything as well. So not only does that show like how versatile they are, but also literally how proven off-road that they are. Cause the Rubicon trail, like if you check out one of our videos that we have, I mean, it's gnarly. It, it it's it gets to one part where it's like I think it's only like twelve miles long, but it was literally a two day trip for us because it's just you know you're banging off of rocks nonstop like creepy crawling through. But yeah, it's uh, it's cool to be able to showcase the vehicles like that and again go out and take that same exact vehicle and put it in a different situation, whether it's even more extreme or even something that's just literally tame. You know, like driving yeah. down to a to a stand. I want to talk a little bit on the development and engineering side. You know. Every company, like I've talked and podcasted with other guys from other companies, and they're looking at stuff right now that may not launch for two, three, maybe even four years out. You know, how how far in advance, how far ahead is Yamaha looking, testing, having stuff out there right now? Like, uh, I'm sure you've probably seen it before, like when you've got vehicle manufacturers that they're testing stuff on the road, they've got it like covered up in black blankets and all this stuff. Do y'all do anything like that? Or I mean, how far? Oh, are yeah. Do y'all really? No, yeah, we, we definitely look out very far, you know, try to figure out not only where the industry is going, but even mm-hmm. where the trends are and everything as well. So yeah, our product planning guys, I mean, they're always digging into the details. And I mean, it, it could be something as much as where's the entire industry going to what are the color choices going to look like for next year? And that's based yeah. upon a lot of the customer service that we do and all the other kind of tracking stuff that we do as well. But yeah, it, it's, it's never easy to go out there and test our vehicles either. Cause it's like, we don't have these private closed course, um, you know, kind of tracks that we can just go to. You yeah. know, a lot of times it'll literally be like some Frankenstein looking vehicle that we may mock up <laughs> to look different knowing that, I mean, again, when I was talking about not wanting to be the testing guy, like, Sometimes they'll go out in the, the sand dunes out west or, you know, an area that's going to be extremely hot, knowing that no one else can be crazy enough to go right out there just so they specifically specifically test that vehicle in those harsh environments. So, Man. yeah, they're they're always doing their due diligence and getting the stuff out there mm-hmm. and, then, uh, and, you know, kind of testing to see what they're like. But again, just trying to stay ahead of the curve, staying relevant and, and coming out with great products. Where have y'all seen the industry kind of trending towards or – you know, what, what have y'all kind of seen over the years? Yeah, it's a, well, 
you've definitely seen the side-by-side industry grow, to say the least. But I think yeah. here, as of late, man, with COVID, I mean, hate to even bring up that word, but it's amazing the influx of customers that we had mm-hmm. because so many people, all they could do was either stay in their house or go outside and get outdoors. And so a lot of people, it's like, you know, they're going to see, like they would finally tell us they finally had the time to research what vehicle that they wanted. Yeah. So they'd go out, they'd buy an ATV, they'd buy a side-by-side. And so they're, you know, experiencing things like they never had before, which is great. The downside is that, again, like I was talking about earlier, when it comes to uh, our trail maintenance, trail rehabilitation with the Yamaha Outdoor Access Initiative, mm-hmm. that means there's a lot more people that are going out there and using those trails. Yes. So we're trying to kind of like get out there more and more to be able to talk about that and make sure that those funds are being effectively utilized. Because the last thing we want is with all these new people coming into the industry and you're going out and riding on the trails, that putting a bad impression on anyone's mind or even just you know, having trails that aren't aren't fun and enjoyable anymore. So mm-hmm. Plus minus, but yeah, that's that's the biggest trend we've seen here as of late. It's just new customers all together coming into the industry. And even that being said, too, it's like, okay, so if they're new to it, like how how can we better serve them? Or what are some of their needs that may have been different before? And yeah. um, you know, how how do we even keep them in the industry? Because even I know with the boating guys too, you know, they went through a little phase there to where they had that same situation. Then people are like, oh yeah, it turns out I don't want a boat after all, and they go and sell it or trying to figure out what they're gonna do with it. But yeah, it's uh it's been exciting. It's been interesting, but man, it happened quick to say the least. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. I mean, it, it just, before we knew it, all this stuff was happening. I mean, just even speaking on some of the public land hunting, uh, Colorado, for example, I, uh, 2020 people discovered, wait a minute, you're telling me I can go out on public land with my bow over the counter tag. They go and do it. Then they realize that they can start building points. And I think it was from the time span of 2020 to 2021, Colorado saw an additional, I may not be exact on the head with the number, but I think it was 50,000 additional applicants in their state because of that. So I can only imagine what that did for y'all. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I mean, it's great for the industry. It's great for anyone's industry, but also I want to make sure that they're seeing it in the correct light, you know, and they're not getting a bad taste in their mouth at all because I want the industry to grow. I want more people to know about our products, whether it's, the motorsports end or whether it's a hunting end, you know? So it's like, we also have to do our due diligence to make sure that it's enjoyable to them too. Absolutely. So I know, I know we're getting uh, short on time here and I know there's probably some listeners out there like myself and I want to know, uh, selfishly as well, but let's talk to that customer, that family person, they've got three, four people in the family. They do a little bit of hunting. They do a little bit of vacation, recreational, They might have a neighborhood that, you know, they can street legalize it and run around in your mind. And even from the the end of y'all's side of things, what is the number one unit would you say to serve that person right there? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I always tell people it's almost like the same thing with suspension. Everyone always asks like, well, what's the best suspension setting for this area of the world? It's like, man, figure out what your needs are, figure out what your likes are. What are you going to use that vehicle for? How are you going to use that vehicle in in, in what environment? Because like, like we mentioned, I want to make sure that the customer is the happiest with whatever they do go with. So, you know, whether they may think that like, hey, yeah, we want to go out. We want to get a side by side. Well, our Max 4-1000, if you got a family of four or the Wolverine X2, I mean, those are two great vehicles. Heck, yeah. even the Viking 6, you know, you can fit all in plus have some space. But yeah. that same customer, they do the research. They can go back and say, well, you know what? I'd rather 
us get two ATVs and then a Raptor 110 and a Grizzly 90 so that we all have our own vehicles so the kids can kind of play on the side, what have you. So I'd just say, you know, definitely research through due diligence and kind of like see, again, what you're going to be using it for and almost make that family decision and really come together and say, yeah, how do you want to use these vehicles and uh, and be able to kind of enjoy it that way. And as we put it, realize your adventure. <laughs> That's true. That's true, man. Well, Scott, tell the listeners before we go here, if they're interested in doing more research on Yamaha, where they can find it, where they can find the builder, if they want to play around and kind of customize and do something themselves. And then um, if they decide to go down that road, what are the next steps? Yeah, best thing to do if you don't uh, even just try to find your local Yamaha dealer, just go to YamahaOutdoors.com. You can find everything that you need and we'll be more than happy to help you out. Sweet. And then y'all got socials, YouTube as well. Where they can, where can the, What are y'all's handles for that? Yeah, yeah. For uh, for Yamaha Outdoors, that's going to cover everything across the board. Um, and then Yamaha Motor USA, that's the one that's a little more kind of like sport oriented too. So you just get more of the two wheel flavor in there. But yeah, if you want to keep up with us on the, the hunting outdoor front, then Yamaha Outdoors is your best spot. Awesome, man. And lastly, can you give the listeners and myself kind of a glimpse of what's in the future for Yamaha for maybe the 2025 lineup? I figure this is coming, but uh, <laughs> I, I I will say we always have great things coming. Definitely not stopping in progress, to say the least. But in the meantime, check out the latest lineup, like I said, at YamahaDoors.com. But stay posted, stay tuned regardless, because we're never going to stop having a good time. Heck yeah, man. Love it. Scott, appreciate your time today. Thank you, Will. My pleasure. All right, y'all. There you go. You heard the man, Scott. If you're interested in checking out the new lineup of Yamaha units, I'm going to drop the link down in the description below for that. Thanks for tuning in this week's episode of the Hunt Stand Podcast powered by Yamaha Outdoors, and we'll see you on the next one. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 
Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.